This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Ladies and gentlemen, Rachel is not ready, but I am. So I'm going to start the podcast. We're really just jumping on in. We're jumping on in. Uh, life is a highway. I want to ride you. Oh, my God. Is what that the a phrase? phrase? Yep. And that's the phrase. <laughs> that's the phrase. That's the phrase. Wow. I'm so glad to be here. I miss you. I miss you, too. We are, for the listeners, more than friends with Ray and Kens. I'm Kens. I'm Ray. And we are in love with each other. We have a podcast. We tour stand up all around the country. And we are twins. We're identical twins. And here's where the plot thickens. Yeah. Sometimes we sleep together. No, absolutely that not. That is true. In the same bed. Yeah, exactly. Don't be weird. Dude. Don't be weird. I love the idea of us being identical twins, but you just drink more. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. Dude, yeah. I like that. Um, I've missed you this week. We both had very busy weeks. As you know, I just got back. I'm fresh off of the desert. My hair still smells like campfire. Yeah. I have dirt everywhere. All over me. I am Nazara's still recovering from a bee sting to the eyelid. Not good. No. Not Happy birthday. Good. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. You and I are going to be in San Francisco December 10th. We have two shows, an early and a late show. I can't. Wait, every time I go to San Francisco, I feel like I fully get buck. Like, I'm always fully, like, in the zone comedic-wise. We're with our people. We're with our people. We, the, our San Francisco shows are some of the most fun shows that we do. Yeah. Because the venue is, like, a mecca for queers. Yes. And they show up in fucking herds. Droves. Yeah. It's very, very fun. What's exciting about our two shows coming up, though, in San Francisco is we started a new segment, and we're going to bring it to these live shows. Oh, yeah. Where we are doing live queer dating games. Yep. So if you are single, if your friends are single, come to this show. We are going to hook you up with someone. We will do, like, speed-guided dating. Yeah. Hosted by us. Yeah. And, and it is... We've done it in LA here, and it is... It's fun. Successful. It is successful. Surprisingly successful. Yeah. So our, mm. it is successful. We have hooked people up before. It's also fun. Everyone it's has so a good time. Fun. So come out to the show. If you're single, you might meet someone. Yep. And if you want to laugh, you're definitely going to get to do that. Exactly. Because Mackenzie trips a lot on stage. No. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> she does. Oh, wow. Um, I also, to add to our, our weekly... Uh, bi-weekly updates. I met Jojo Siwa yesterday. Wait. Big time. You... I met the new, I don't know, queen of us? Yes. Yes, queen of us. No, I mean, no question mark. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really sure. Our mommy? <laughs> and yeah. yes, she's 18. Yeah, she's 18. She... There's nothing more powerful than a queer 18-year-old. Millionaire. A queer 18-year-old millionaire. I think that's where we have to start. Wow. The confidence of this girl also chatty as all hell i'll tell you what she's chatty <laughs> that and energetic can you should does she feel like i have to say tell me didn't expect her to look as not cartoonishly young yeah does that make sense yeah no she's like grown into her own she is she looks more adult yep 
and was a very sweet human. I love that. She was great. I you loved, liked her. I liked her. I, I have to say, like, I, if you had asked me six months ago, I would have laughed at your face. Of course. For even bringing her up. 100%. Uh, or, or I would have said six months ago, what who, is that? Wh- who is JoJo What Siwa? is a JoJo? What is Siwa? a JoJo Siwa? And where can I get three? <laughs> But honestly, loved her. I thought she was great. And I'm happy that we have a new queer icon that what we can she, look up to. What was she wearing? In a beautiful black gown. Hot. And it had like little almost cutouts. She's versatile. She can do it all. Honestly, she, she's looking great. And she's yep. very a sweet human. I love that you were like, she was so chatty. You got to like really kind of connect with her. She was chatty with every single person there. I see. And that's how I picture her to be. Yeah. She seems honestly like a you. Like a miniature, like unmedicated person on with ADHD. I would say ADHD and just like a natural born entertainer. Mm-hmm. Really can work a room. Yes. Loves people. Yes, super but very polite. Yeah. Oh, she is me. She was very polite. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was adorable. Should I marry Jojo Siwa? So that yeah, like our powers combined yes. type of a situation. Yes, <laughs> I think that you two need to become one. Yeah. And also, it I does feel like for some, I do have, I feel like after getting to know her a little bit on Dancing with the Stars, yeah. and now this story that I'm hearing from you, this antidote, mm-hmm. I feel as if I have somehow uh, given birth to Jojo Siwa, okay. slash in a, like a paternal way. Like I feel like, like when you're watching an, a photo album of your grandchildren, like riding a bike for the first time. I'm not following at all. But I love where your head's at. Thank Have you a so much. No, I per- that's perfect. I didn't expect it to happen, but I'm here for it. I'm here for I know. Listen, we're all kind of baffled, yeah. but I'm definitely on board. Yeah. I love it. I'm so glad you had to meet her. Me too. Out of all the JoJo's that were there, which was two, <laughs> it was a credential <laughs> nightmare. There were too many JoJo's. That's a nightmare. Um, she was the best. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of, since we're talking about kind of, you know, news, why don't we get into some <gasps> good, 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 gay news, news. So I don't know if you saw Cara Delevingne and Selena Gomez oh. were courtside at a Knicks game this week. Okay. And first of all, if I may say. Yes. You may. I saw this breaking news by watching our own Instagram story. Thank you. I love to break a good day <laughs> news. You are quick to the draw. Yes. I saw it on Twitter and I was like, post. <laughs> I saw and I was like, what the fuck? So it had been lightly rumored. I mean, I'm talking like. Like just a whisper in the wind. A whisper in the wind that way back in the day there was a possibility that they did hook up. They were caught on the yacht, Mm. showering together, and, like, there were inklings. Mm. Also, whoever hangs out with Cara Delevingne... Consider them fucked by Cara (laughs) Delevingne. (laughs) If you're in Cara Delevingne's orbit, you're catching some hands. (laughs) You're catching some index fingers. Some index fingers. (laughs) Okay, so they were seen um, courtside at the Knicks game, they got on the kiss cam. Selena kissed her on the cheek. It spread like wildfire. Wild what a move. <laughs> I mean, she's single right now. I would love to see them together. Oh, my God. Hot. Me, too. I would love it like a love song, to be honest. I'm not catching the... Oh, it's a Selena. I know. A Selima. <laughs> a Selima Gomez <laughs> song. Um, and if I also just may say... Yes, please. I do feel like mm-hmm. the amount of times 
that on this very podcast, we have rumored other celebrities that Cara Delevingne (laughs) has fucked. She's kind of at this point keeping us afloat. Ever since she broke up with Ashley Benson, it's been like a free fall into puss. It really, she is seen with so many different hot, like, yes, young celebrity women. Right. And here's what I'm, I, and this is what I'm genuinely wondering. Yeah. Is Cara Delevingne actually this much of like a sexual menace who is just burning her way through Hollywood? Yeah. Which I'm not here to say yes or no. I do not know. Or, is she, are we painting this on her because she has, like, the energy, this, like, she's queer and she just seems to only hang out with other hot celebrities? True. I don't know. Because it's not like she's, I don't think that she's portraying it like this. Right. Like, are we, because you know how people love to just be like, oh, that lesbian couldn't have any friends. What if she has a friend? Uh, it doesn't feel, it I'm doesn't saying feel it, right. it just doesn't seem authentic. It, no, it doesn't. It I don't, feels wrong. I don't think she has many friends. No. And, and if she does, she's already banged them. Exactly. And same. So, like, that's queer culture 101. Something about her feels like she's fucked everyone in Hollywood. She has a... she. It's 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 a way about her. And it honestly could be the eyebrows, and I don't no, know. But there's a sexual energy. It's the smirk. It's her smirk. It's the gay smirk that says to everyone... I fucked everyone you've ever watched. Yes. <laughs> I think she's on a vendetta. I think she's trying to find... Every last ounce of people that we know and fuck all of them. Like she's playing guess who with all of our friends in media. And we're like, okay, so she's a deep brunette that was a Disney channel star. And she's like, ah, fuck Selena Gomez. (laughs) She's popping them down. Yes. I love the fact that you said that she might be on a vendetta. That to me is very, like she has something to prove. Yes. And it's all of them. It, It is. And I'm like, simultaneously proud of her and scared of her, but also whenever I talk about Cara Delevingne, I'm like, has she fucked me too, or do I just feel as if she has? <laughs> I feel like she, I feel like I've already been like in her wake. I feel like she looks at what's coming up on Netflix, and she's like, I better go fuck that, the no, lead actress in that. I swear to you, she's like watching, she's, she's like watching TV, looking around at billboards, she'll see a picture, and she'll be like, oh my God, Kristen Wiig is next. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, there's, wait, there is a stone left unturned, <laughs> and don't mind if I don't mind. Have her people call my people. Good for her. What a career, a legacy. <laughs> she's le- she she's leaving a legacy. Yeah. Anyways, in other gay news, uh, the Brit Awards, which is another award show, is going to scrap its best male, best female categories in favor of gender neutral awards from yes. uh, 2022. I've been thinking about this happening. Yeah. And I'm glad that it is because I feel like now that we see it done successfully, we'll be able to be like, perfect, moving exactly. forward. Because you can have like best album or best artist right. of the year. And Easy. it doesn't have to be gendered. Um, so they're going to start combining different categories and launching new awards for artists by next year. Oh, I love which that. Is very, very big. It's Ooh, huge. I love that. I know. In other gay news, You've heard the Sex and the City reboot is coming. I've heard it coming. Okay. It's hard because, you know, I'm a Samantha. Yeah. So, but I'm ready for it. Be there. I, you know, I'm, a, I'm also a Sex and the City fan. Well, a lot of people think after the trailer was dropped this week that Miranda's going to be gay in Sex and the City. Oh, she better. It would be very strange if she wasn't. See, I thought that they wouldn't do it. Why? I don't know. I figured because she... Are they going to bring Steve back? Yeah. I, I figured they would. So apparently they had um, 
Cynthia Nixon's character, Miranda, is going to be, it looked like, uh, on a podcast or doing something with Sarah Ramirez, who's a new character in the show. And it looked Hot. like from the trailer that they might be on a date. Yep. They might be doing something together, uh-huh. which it could be they start dating. I love that. I would too. The way that, I mean, and we no need to dive into Sex in the City, but yeah. the way that they've handled gay people on that show has been throughout horrific. has been fucking Very crazy. Very bad. So to have one of them actually, and like, she's gay in real life. Yeah. Like, just like, I think it's a very natural move to try to make a step in the right direction here. It would here. be so cool. Yeah. It would be awesome to see that. In other gay news, Harry Styles is going to be a bi cop in a movie coming up. Oh, you mean good cop, bi cop? Yes. Exactly. Is that the name of the movie? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it is. Um, so he's going to be in a queer romantic drama called My Policeman. Does he act? He's Yeah, he's been acting a lot more. Harry? Yes. In what? He My was in- Dreams? Mm-hmm. Where he's weirdly bottoming me? <laughs> he's uh, He was in The Eternals in a preview. He's going to be a Marvel character soon. He was also in Dunkirk. Um Anyways, he's in this movie, okay. and he is playing a bisexual cop, and he's starring alongside another queer person who I didn't even know was queer, uh, the star of The Crown, Emma Corrin. Oh. Who plays Diana. I didn't know they were allowing more than one queer person in, in a, a movie, movie at the same time. So I didn't know they were allowing more, more than one queer person to play Diana at the same time. Well, damn. So uh, he's going to play... He's going to be in that alongside David Dawson, who's going to be his love interest. It's going to be about the English love triangle during a time when queerness was criminalized. Wow. That time still being today, but... But we're going to go back in time? I guess. I hate when movies I know. do that. I wish they wouldn't keep doing this. Nobody wants to see that, but... If I have to see more queer period pieces... That's all we get. The only queer period piece I want to see... Don't say it. Don't say it. Is the towel on top of my bed sheets... <laughs> The first week of the month. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Obviously. There's only one <laughs> way to go. There's only one way that that joke can go, okay? <laughs> okay, ending queer news, gay news of this week. Demi Moore's rumored girlfriend of nine years wishes her a happy birthday on Instagram. Nine years? What yeah. the fuck do you mean? Well, we've talked about this before. She's supposed to have a girlfriend. They, oh. they haven't been very open about it, but it's been rumored for a while that they are a full family unit. Cool. So this woman, uh, stylist Masha Manduska, mm-hmm. posted a picture of Demi and her child on Instagram with the caption, Happy birthday to you, beautiful angel Demi Moore. So grateful for nine years of you. Then she put the heart uh, emoji. Oh my god! I was picturing Demi Lovato this whole time. No, Demi Moore is why I got so confused. Demi Moore, yeah. Uh, Hold on. Let me see the post. They're beautiful. Wow. And so it's Demi Moore and their child together. See, they are a full family unit. Well, definitely, and whether or not um, anything specifically sexual is happening who knows but i'll tell you what that's a beautiful gay family it's a beautiful gay family we don't know what goes on in their bedroom no but we can speculate as far as the day is long yeah you uh, don't have a family unit with demi moore and you say actually i'll pass on the sex part <laughs> no <laughs> you're one would. fucking lying to me it's been it says that they are in a quote intimate relationship cute same yeah it's Congrats. very cute i love that i know happy birthday to me more 
you gay queen. I love how gay and hot she is. Oh, God, she's gorgeous. She Let's is. Watch her G.I. Jane. Mo- yes, I was just thinking G.I. Jane. Yeah. Mm. That has been it for gay news. News. Also, if you're listening to this episode, that means that tomorrow is Thanksgiving. We would, first of all, like to say we're thankful for you. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. And also, I'd like to say that this holiday season, my family is coming to California for the first time ever. Are you serious? Yes. Whoa, yep. that's big. They're coming over to the house. And when I say house, I mean... Your one-bedroom One-bedroom apartment. apartment that is 100% covered in carpet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Not wood in sight. <laughs> and it is very dark. It is and so loud. <laughs> right off of Ventura Boulevard. <laughs> it's going to be very exciting. And I think what I'm going to make them do... Is I'm going to invite them over to like a queer dinner. Your family. Yes. Like I you're going to be there. Yeah. Amber and her <laughs> girlfriend. Oh, I'm not. You haven't invited me yet. But no, you're you're like, you have to be there. You're my, uh, you know, I only know like four gay people. Yeah. And Why I'm going to Why is your sit- phone under my butt? Quit sitting on my iPhone. Why was your phone under my ass? Okay. I'm going to have my parents over for the holidays. Okay, yes, and I'm, I'm going to make them come out as straight to all of my queer friends. That's hilarious. And then I'm going to have all of my queer friends ask them how their sex actually works. <laughs> <laughs> I love that what do you think? so much. Yes. Okay, perfect. Because, you know, I mean, the holidays, that's what it's for. It's for coming Make, out to your family. Yes, the holidays are either for your family making you uncomfortable, and now I think it's time that we flip the script <laughs> and we make our families uncomfortable. I love it so much, that's yes. all I want to say. Well, and also, you know, this, if you're in an, un, I mean, listen, the holidays are a strange time in general, they I are. think, to be gay. Yeah. Specifically, being gay for the holidays is sometimes strange. Of course. So take this time, go listen to this podcast, go dyke out in your room, yeah. go take what you need, take the space that you need. And uh, we fucking love you. And we're so thankful that we have your ears here. Yeah. And happy Thanksgiving. This is one of the best, worst holidays. It's the you know w- what I'm saying? It is the worst holiday that there is. Um, Thanksgiving. We all know why. We're, well, yeah. The, the beginning. We're horrible. Uh, well, yeah. America was really founded on... Um, Genocide. Yes. Yeah, that's so, not good. Uh, yeah. That being said... That being said, what Thanksgiving should be... Yeah. Is finding people that you are actually grateful for mm-hmm. and, and slamming a pie in their face. <laughs> no. Yes. Being thankful for your queerness. Yeah. And your queer family. Exactly. And if you're around people that make you feel like your queerness is wrong, just know that it is a beautiful thing about you that shouldn't be changed. Yeah. And we love you. We love you so much. So. That was sweet. That was really sweet. I'm going to make... Um, a savory pie that I got the recipe from from that girl that housed me in Manchester. Oh my god, I love that her stuff looked good. I know I'm gonna try to make that. Hell yeah. Thank you. Where are you gonna be? Arizona? Arizona. I'll be there. Thank you. No. Nope. Yep, I'll be there. You are the not same in place in Flagstaff? <laughs> no. I'll be there. Dentist dad? <laughs> no. Different I'm one. I'm trying to get another braless hug from your stepmom. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I can't believe that flew out of my mouth on air. Because that is like so one real? of those times that a thought did that it? I was feeling <laughs> did it came happen? out in the same time. You've never said that to me. Did that happen? Yes. <laughs> For all this hug, dude. It was awesome, dude. <laughs> Read the Queer of the Week and don't ever bring that up again. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> she doesn't listen, right? No. But I just heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's worse. And I'm sorry. Go ahead, read it. I don't have a Queer of the Week pulled up. I have an Ask a Dyke. All right. It's called an inquiry. Sorry. I have an inquiry. 
<clears throat> Hi, y'all. I have an inquiry for you. My partner, they, them pronouns, is under an, the ace umbrella, demisexual. Okay. And I'm allosexual, AF. <sighs> I need you to look these terms up for me. Can I be honest? Yeah. I'm what? I'm what? From the Midwest and dumb? And I think it's a safe space for me to learn. I so please, if you will, will you please look up demisexual and allosexual? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I also don't know either of these. And I am from Arizona, which is notorious for being stupid yes. and white. Yes, and too hot. And too hot. Yes. And I am all of those things. That's really cool. Demisexual. Let's look it up because also this is a we don't know everything and and let me tell you what we're two gay clowns. Okay, are you ready? I don't even know my gender anymore, dude. <laughs> I don't honest. know anything. I don't know. Demisexuality is called also gray sexuality in the spectrum between asexuality and sexuality. Individuals who identify with demisexuality are referred to as being gray A or gray ace and make up what is referred to known as the ace umbrella. Yeah, the, f the definition that I found, okay. so yeah, it's gray asexuality or gray sexuality. So it is in between asexual and sexual, but what kind of binds it over is okay. these are people who only feel sexually attracted to someone when they have an emotional bond. Okay. So it can be gay, straight, pansexual, or whatever. Okay. Um, because it actually is, it doesn't really refer to the gender of the person you're attracted to. Got it. Because they have to be emotional. So this is like, I do know this word because I like, this is kind of Then why'd you lie and say that you didn't know a word? Because I don't know the other one. So I gotta, I gotta get both. And also it's good to make sure and learn. So um, demisexual is, you have to be like emotionally bonded to somebody Kay. before you have like a sexual attraction to them. Which by the way, I do believe Nazara is much more on this plane. Yeah. Than anyone that I have dated before. Yeah. Okay. So this person's partner is demisexual. And then the other one, and this person writing it is allosexual. Let me look it up, please. Because I couldn't find a definition that suited my bitch. Anyone who feels sexually attraction for other people. Oh, okay. So basically... Allosexual was coined by the asexual community to help reduce the assumption that allosexuality is normal and asexuality is abnormal. Got it. Okay. okay. So it is kind of just, yeah, not the opposite mm -hmm. of asexual, but just meaning is, you know, has sexual attraction for other people. Got it. Got it. Okay. Got it. Cool. Okay. Okay. Thank you. We're learning. Yeah. I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn. Okay. We've been together for four years and did long distance for the first three and a half. We're finally living together, but are rarely intimate. Twice in seven months. I love them more than I thought I could ever possibly be. We're both monogamous, and polyamory is out of the question for us. Got it. I want more intimacy, but with them specifically. Mm -hmm. I'm a trans guy, and I was fortunate enough to start my medical transition in August of 2020. With that, testosterone shots... Oh, sorry. With that, testosterone shoots my libido through the damn roof. Yeah. My partner has been with me since before I even knew I was trans, and I've been push and I've been with them since before they knew that they were trans. We've grown a lot together. I'm never push for anything, and we talk a lot about combating guilt with as an ace partner and an as an allo partner. Mm -hmm. 
I don't want this to be a massive hurdle in our relationship. I love them, and I know I want to be with them for the rest of my life. That being said, sex is a really important part of a relationship for me. I'm having a hard time finding ways to get the intimacy in other ways. Love you guys so much. I've been listening since the very beginning. My partner loves you guys, too, and tunes in every once in a while. We would love to hear your thoughts. Dolan. Oh, well, thank you, Dolan, for uh, writing in to us. This okay. is a great big question and yeah. also something that a lot of couples go through. Oh, yes. We have had tons this of exact these. question or mm-hmm. different iterations of this question or the, the core of this question yeah. Yeah. Th- since the beginning of this podcast. You're going to see this in tons of relationships. Yes. Is and sex drives are different. A hundred. I Always. Mean, in every relationship, yes. you are very rarely, if not ever going to be perfectly matched with somebody libido wise oh it's gonna and it's gonna fluctuate throughout your relationship totally so especially when you have i mean we've got now you know dolan he is medically transitioning and adding testosterone and that is really gonna shoot up the you're libido gonna, you're gonna be horny let's you're gonna, be, let's, let's you're gonna be <laughs> let's call a spade a spade <laughs> you're gonna be horny you're <laughs> gonna want to fuck a lot yeah. and that is mixed with, you know, your partner who is demisexual, who right. might not have as much of this constant, especially like, cause on. I feel like I would identify more with Dolan where, yeah. you know, I feel like I have sexual energy coursing through my veins and I can be attracted to anything. And I can kind of like, yeah. if I look at a curve in like a guitar for too long, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to fuck that guitar. Um, somebody better buckle up. <laughs> So I think I can understand what that would be like. I mean, and you... Dude, have you ever fucked a guitar? Yes. (laughs) Every time I play one. What kind of a stupid question? You sound dumb right now. Okay, finish your thought. I fucked every instrument I've ever played. Saxophone, <laughs> trumpet, trombone. All of the upper... All the lower brass instruments. Done. Every stringed instrument. A cello. Stop bragging, will you? <laughs> stop. Stop bragging. Dude, stop dude. bragging about the instruments you fucked. You're the Cara Delevingne of the <laughs> Of the orchestra. <laughs> oh, my God. Having, yes. So, basically, and I like that you have mentioned here that you're both monogamous, polyamory is out of the question, and that the option is you're not, you're never going to leave. Right. And also, here's the thing. This is what I think is very interesting that he wrote, which Mm -hmm. is sex is really part of a relationship for me. And I'm having a hard time finding ways to get that intimacy in other ways. This is like something that can be really, I think, challenging for sometimes partners who are have less of a sex drive or are less sexual in general. Mm -hmm. They're not really sometimes it can be hard to understand that like, well, we spent so much time together like we have a great relationship we're always communicating i always know like we're so close like there is no intimacy distance between us right that then for some people that are less sexual they might think like well what else could you need i don't know why it's not there i just don't want to fuck right now right right however for people that are more sexual it is like a different thing that it's a different itch that can't be scratched through other closeness yeah and that's not always the case you know what i mean but i think Having the conversation with your partner where we're, it can be so easy Mm -hmm. to make someone else feel like the sexual, the sex, the sex life is then on them. 
So yes. it's, it can be really easy to set up a dynamic of, well, I want to fuck all the time and, and you, you don't. don't. So you need mm-hmm. to change. Yeah. Or you need to meet me where I'm at. Or you need to throw me a bone every once in a while. And talk about unsexy. Yes. That, there is nothing. When there's, there's nothing pressure worse. involved. When there's expectations involved. Nothing. Horrible. Clamp up. C- yes. I mean, Clamp like, right nobody wants to feel like it is a chore. However, yeah. when you're in long-term relationships, when mm-hmm. you've been together for o- over, a year, you know, three years, you're yeah. going on, they're on four years together. Yeah. And you have all these other factors going in. There is a difference between communicating your needs and complaining about your needs. Exactly. And there's also a difference between um, making sex a chore mm-hmm. and making sex a priority. Yeah. There are, there are little differences, and yes. it is all about how you're approaching it, and it's about your attitude, right? Absolutely. A lot of times, the people who are more sexual can show up to a situation and say, well, I'm always ready, so let me know when you are. Yeah. Instead of saying... I would love to find a way to get you more ready. How can I do that? What turns you on? How can I make a night special? How can I make you feel like we're in a space where you can feel more sexual? And then it's about them without putting that pressure on them. Totally. Then it's like, but I want to, I want to help you. Exactly. In like a a romantic way. Right. Instead of it being like, I need my tires changed. Yes. No, it's (laughs) like, let's go and spend time with each other. Well, even if it's like, even if it is the tire change. Yeah. How about, but make it special. Exactly. And even like, I think there's a conversation to be had that says, I, instead of passively waiting, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, well, it's on you. Yeah. How can you Fuck actively mm-hmm. make more of opportunities for sex to happen yeah. for your partner? Yeah. So I think it is taking guilt out of it where, mm-hmm. and there, it, it is like a strange conversation. I think that the, this couple has been together long enough yeah. to have these conversations. I think also when you have dated somebody through a transition, mm-hmm. there is a lot of trust and like power in that relationship. And intimacy. Totally. Yeah. So I think that like I'm challenging this couple to have these conversations. I don't think that that will be hard for you guys to do, but I think that but having it's, it's your important. own mindset, yeah. your own mindset is will be changed where it's not, you're not going to your partner with a list of needs that are not being met. Mm-hmm. You're going to your partner with a bunch of opportunities to be had. You're so positive. I love that. Listen, well, I love talking about sex with my partner. Yeah. And sex drives are always different and they also change all the time. Yeah. So you could even say like, sometimes it's daunting to, to have a conversation that says our needs don't match and they never will. What if instead you're saying right now I'm, I'm feeling so sexual. Yeah. And I would love to share that with you. Yeah. And how can we like have like a fun way to do that? Like exactly. literally go buy a fucking, buy a dice or like find something in your house that has and random it, odds. And it doesn't even have to be sex. Totally. You can get those sexual needs met in different ways yes. too. But yeah, there can be so many fun, unique, even if your partner isn't feeling sexual, like you were saying, you can get a toy where they don't have to do anything. Right. They can be in full control with like that that vibrator that you do the remote. Yes, you know, and yeah. then it's like, okay, you might not feel sexual right now, right. but you can have like this power over me for yeah. a second, uh-huh. and that might be fun uh-huh. for you. Yes. So there's different. Yes, there's, there's more ways, unique ways. Exactly, and like even like what you're describing is like being creative with your needs. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not 
I have something that you want. You have something that I want. It's yeah. we have something that we can explore together exactly. where we're both feeling connected. Yes. Horny. Yeah. Like satisfied. There are so many ways to explore your sex life mm-hmm. in a way that is beyond just we're, we're penetrating, we're coming, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like and having conversation with that and getting more creative in your mind. Like yeah. literally, I think that people think. Well, I have higher sex needs, so this is what I want, and it's one thing. Instead, challenge yourself to think about, literally write a list of five different sex acts or creative ways, Ooh, places, nice. games, yeah. music that are sexual in nature, yeah. but are different than the one thing that you're thinking about exactly. all the time. Before you bring it to your partner, or think it, think of it in your own mind, yeah, sh- and then share that with your partner. And then your excitement, I'm sure, will get them excited. Exactly. This is really just about like that was a great creative, inquiry. like safe, creative ways where you are opening a conversation instead yeah. of listing off needs. Yeah. And we're moving it into positive ways instead of a negative. And just try these things. Being creative is amazing. And I thank you so that. much for this question. Also. Um, you can eat our asses. You can, <laughs> and that being said, the first ask to you guys <laughs> to try <laughs> is just to be, eat our asses. Um, send also, but send us pictures um, because I yeah I like your chain, right? Your chain and your um, shirt today look really good. I look like I work on a dock. I know, and I'm into this look for you. Are you serious? Yes. I just got this shirt and it's been fucking glued to my back. You would never be able to work on a dock because of your skin tone. I know that. Let's I look like you would pull up with your yacht. Yeah. And I would be like just finishing a no, margarita. No, 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 not yacht. You look like Sorry, you're pulling up a, boat. A, a, mo- a motor boat. Like <laughs> that does not work. Yeah. That you're just like, <laughs> rah, 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 yeah. and you're like, fill it up. Yeah. And you throw the keys at me. And I'm like, you're happy for the job. A hundred percent. Okay. We watched Tampa Bay this week. You're just happy for the job. <laughs> we watched actually two shows this week. Tampa Bay's and uh, what is the other one called? Sex... Lives of College Girls? Yes, on HBO. So we're going to quickly review both. Tampa Bay's is the reality show on Amazon Prime that came out recently. And it is about, I mean, what it says in the title, Tampa (laughs) Bay's. I binged this show. I did too. Every morning I watched it with Erica. And boy, did we have a lot to talk about. I'll tell you what. There are so many things about this show to hate. (laughs) I would say that this show... There are not many characters that you like. No. It's a bunch of girls in their mid to late 20s, a couple in their 30s, so getting up to our age. Yep. They all act like they're still in college. Mm-hmm. There is so much drama. Mm-hmm. They're all dating each other. There's and also they like, all live in Florida. They all live in Florida, and I love, love, love trashy reality television. Me too. It I love fuels it. me. Yes. And... The thing about new reality TV mm-hmm. is that if it's start if it's a new series that starts now, it's more aware yeah. and it is like different. They they'll do games or formats or sure. you know they'll make it more like cheeky. Yeah. Um. Or if it's a legacy reality show mm-hmm. that is like has been around for seven eight years, then we know the format so well that we don't even care. We're yeah. like we're actually we're watching it, but we're still kind of living in the time that it came out in, so we're happy. Right. Um, this show failed on both yes. for some reason. It's not a legacy show, and they didn't have much awareness of what the show they were making is. Well, there's no storylines, really. The storylines are very much lacking. <laughs> it's such an interesting show because 
we were targeted. We said we're the target audience, right? At, without a doubt. And we are the ones that the show was like made for. Like, I don't think it was for straight people. No, no, it seems like it's for or it is. People. That's where I'm like, I don't think that they know. Uh, if I would, if I'm in a room pitching a show like this, yeah. your target audience is queer people, right? They picked a mostly white cast and all cis, all cis, which was seemed unrealistic, even in our like. I mean, I guess we live in Los Angeles and we're like young and hot and queer, but like. I, 60% of our friend group is not cis. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if you find a group of lesbians or queer people. Yeah. I have to say it is in Florida. So that Maybe. might have is something that? to do with it. But I feel like it? queer spaces are yeah. not. I know. I don't Listen, know. I agree. <laughs> I think surprised. It, it was a gaggle of problematic lesbians. And you're going to get, you will see those, but you I will. was surprised that this is the group that we're going to focus on. Um, there are basically in a, in summary of the show. Yeah, we have it's narrated by Cuppy, which is shocking because why? Well, first of all, please tell me why you're named Cuppy. We never get a backstory on. We the name. never get, a, and also the whole thing is like Cuppy's finally coming back to town. I pulled out a map. Cuppy was like two hours away. <laughs> yeah. Cuppy was a definitely like from here to Santa Monica drive away. <laughs> Could have easily seen Cuppy. If you wanted to. Well, also, Cuppy... Yes, the, the the narration is like, I'm back and it's going to be a wild time. <laughs> God, I fucking love TV. And then Cuppy never goes on a date with anyone. No, never Cuppy, hooks up with anyone. No. Cuppy's just like by herself. Are we sure Cuppy's gay? No, honestly. <laughs> and also, the, at the beginning, I was like really worried that the show was going to just like shit on Cuppy the whole time. Yes. Because Cuppy is, in a word, a vibe. <laughs> A lot. Cuppy's a lot. Cuppy Cuppy, like has a fan with her at all times. (laughs) She's always fanning herself. She's always fanning herself. She's very done up. She is busty. She's busty. She's a vibe. I feel like she's always wearing pleather even when she's not. Do you know what I mean? And I was very worried that the show was going to be like, look at these insane stupid people in Florida. Yeah. And I was like, we don't really need this show. We have Jersey Shore. Yeah. Which I know is not Florida. But it feels like it. It definitely does. (laughs) So I wasn't sure what was going on in the show. But then halfway through the series, I like did a full 180 and became full team Cuppy. I love Cuppy. I love Cuppy because Cuppy keeps it real. First of all, it keeps it real. Second of all, like fucking hot. I don't know what to tell you other than like Cuppy's also taking care of Cuppy. I love Cuppy. Cuppy She's is for number herself. one's Cuppy. Yeah, exactly. Cuppy is her own number one, and I think that we all could learn a when lesson. When she started going to therapy, I was like, this is the show I need to watch. Same. <laughs> Same. And I was just like, Cuppy is just very much like, okay, like, okay, for example. Yeah. So Shiva is like super into Cuppy right away. Yeah. Can't handle Cuppy's energy. Yeah. And Cuppy's just like, yeah, I kiss my friends. Grow the fuck up. Yeah. And from the get has just like been like, I'm not into, you can't handle me. It's not going to happen. I, listen, I agree. I don't think Shiva and Cuppy would have ever been a thing. No. But I do think that there were mixed messages sent. Okay, of course. But as somebody who kisses people on the lips a lot, me, you got to listen to what people are saying to your face disagree in i think in especially lesbian culture <laughs> don't you bring cannot, lesbian culture you cannot listen to what people say to your face <laughs> everything is like an awkward glance yes. and uh, like a <laughs> subtle tone here's the thing nothing is subtle about cuppy agreed, and that's agreed. why people who are in cuppy's orbit should absolutely know that yeah cuppy is loud 
flirty, drinking a lot, and okay. we'll tell you exactly where Cuppy is at. Listen, couldn't agree more. But here's the thing. At first, we're thinking Cuppy's the villain, yeah. right? We're like, why, why is she leading on Shiva? Why is she the narrator yeah. of the show? And then Cuppy's like, actually, like, I'm doing a lot of healing. Yeah. I'm on a personal growth journey. Love it. I have boundaries. Yes. And, like, that's why I'm the narrator. You dumb bitch. Where's my fan? And I was like, oh, I love Cuppy. Love slash Cuppy. goals. Turns out, though... That the actual villain of the show... Oh, my is Murph. 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 Fucking Murph. Okay, so okay. The, this whole show is really about a bunch of realtors. In, they all have huge houses and work. They all sell estate. I'm not really... Sh- I love that you said they sell estate. What is the... You Real know estate? I'm too poor to know what this <laughs> is. You know I don't understand I have it. no idea what any of them actually do, but they... All I, I guess the, there's two the, tribes. There's two tribes, but they mix because you know lesbian the community is small. Uh, yeah. So it's like <laughs> so even you invite your enemies over. You're either Team Marissa and Summer or your Team Murph and the other chick Haley. Haley, yes. So Murph and Haley turn <laughs> out to be <laughs> villains. The, the big, biggest, the biggest villains. I mean, basically the I first mean, two episodes. This is my are about how Murph and Haley are having the biggest house party <laughs> in all of Florida. But also Murph keeps telling people that she and Haley are poly, that she's like, it's okay for her to have sex with other people. And then they go to Haley and she's like, no, we're in a close relationship and she, my girlfriend's not cheating on me. <laughs> and it's like, she refuses to listen to everyone who's like, hey, hey. your girlfriend sucks. Yes. And she's like, that's going to be my future baby mama. Yikes. Murph is the quintessential problematic lesbian yeah. in every sense of the term. Materialistic, egotistical, commitment phobe, narcissistic, yeah. and honestly... A misogynist. Honestly, I didn't see her smile once, and that's what bothered me the most. <laughs> She's so doesn't smile, refuses to smile, and also looks like D. Snyder, who is, <laughs> by the way, the lead singer of Twisted Sister. Look it up. Get back to me later. Tag me in your post when you do a side by side, because it's uncanny. She Murph, drives me crazy. Mur- every Murph time is every she- white lesbian in LA who like says they're a producer of a show, but is so untalented. It's crazy. And just like talks about how many f- girls they fuck. She's so cringe. She's, she's so cringe. When I watch her, I literally start screaming at the television. 100%. <laughs> like get off. I have to, tur- I have to turn it off when she's on. It's well, what it is. And I've seen this in a lot of lesbians, although I don't, I mean, I know that this person is a real person. Sure. And I don't want to be too mean. Oh, please. But this I, is a safe space <laughs> to tear them <laughs> For it. But Murph is so deeply insecure yes. that she's taking it out on every single other person. And even when she's in a relationship, she's looking to sleep with other people yeah. to constantly feel better about herself. Yes. And I've seen it with a lot of people who date very beautiful mm-hmm. women. Yes. That they're like, this isn't enough. I have to continuously prove myself. Right. Well, and also just like. It's it's everything, right? It's the house parties. The house it's in the, general. The, the house car gen- that she drives. The car that she drives. Lesbians who drive that Jeep. Yeah, I'm like, what? Or Range Rover or whatever. It was but like a G-Wagon, I, I think. think. Yes, I think it was. But also, like, their house, so tacky. Like, to have, like, AstroTurf and neon lights well, with a pool like table. it looks like an Instagram, like an influencer house. It looks like an influencer pop-up. She is in her 30s. Yes, and she has a stripper pole. And so, like, whatever. To be like, we're throwing the best parties. We throw the best parties. We're a power couple. And it's all just, like, Who does so that? Who says that? Mm, it's insane. Somebody and then who's you not see a power the house couple. party. Yeah. House party and there's about so 12 sad. people there. 
But then th- when somebody gets like, did you see the clip where she's so drunk and she's in the bathroom and she yeah, busts, she busts open the out ba- in bathroom her white and then dock. shoves the girl aside, her friend. Yep. I'm like, this person is one probably an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and two needs to get a fucking grip on herself. She's treating everyone in her path like shit. Yeah. It's crazy to see. She blows up on that girl Shiva on the boat. And I, and yes, she just asked like, by the way, everyone knows if you're in a relationship for a long enough time, you will get the question. Oh, when are you going to get married? And you have to just fucking suck it up and deal with it. So Shiva asked her a question. When are you going to propose? She blows up on her to the point where she starts threatening physical violence. It's insane. And it's actually insane. They're on a boat, by the way. You can't run away. No. And she was like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Yeah. And she's threatening her. And she's like, if you're going to push me, I'm going to push back. No, it's crazy. And it's also like, her no girlfriend, you. her girlfriend yeah. is, is literally being like, hey, don't do like, stop, like trying yeah. to rein her in. And if you can't even listen to your own partner being like, you need to fucking stop. Yeah. You're, you're in a bad place position so the entire series is pretty much these two i mean this one girl in particular losing it well and then we have so the counterpart to them yeah to the murph haley power couple is the other summer and marissa and summer and marissa are normal yeah fucking normal (laughs) so normal like kind of charming i was like this is me and erica just yeah two gals just who, like love each are other close with their family yeah they're trying to like get a house yeah. they also like the whose mom is it summer's mom summer's mom just like tapping her acrylic nails on her because <laughs> they had to move back home it was so they like that was the reality show i wanted to watch right. it's just too actually sane i would say like sane emotionally supportive. yeah stable couple well, and like i think you can always tell and we sometimes you'll see it in the community yeah where you have a toxic masculine yeah with an actual human being that that they treat as a prop yeah and you're like That's wow this is a very freaky toxic dynamic yeah. where you have like this very insecure person who's like now treating another woman like yeah. a femme, typically femme, That's typically yeah. very gorgeous. Yeah. And you're like, you don't talk anymore. Well, and they you don't res- stand next to me. And they don't respect them. Exactly. When you see the dynamic between. It's and scary to we're see. N- we're not talking about Summer Marissa. We're talking about Murph and Haley again. Yeah. Or when, this dynamic that we've seen. Yeah. When you see them talking to each other, you're like, oh, that one person isn't even giving them eye contact. Yes. It's freaky. They don't, like, they literally are treating them like an object yes. that they don't respect or care about. And it's this weird, you're right, it's like a toxic masculinity type of, like, I am the alpha of yes. the group. And you're going to, like, treat me as if, I, you know, with the respect that I deserve. Yeah, it's spooky. It's fucking it's weird. It's fucking weird. And then that they're like, well, we're in this fight or we have rivals yeah. of this other dynamic. And then you can see it in their interviews, right? They're straight to cam when they're sitting down yeah. versus the summer and Marissa where they're like listening to each other. They're laughing. Yeah. They look at each other. Yes. They have common goals, right? They can raz each other. They, they are have also like lifting each other up to yes. be their highest self. hundred percent. It was just what you want in a relationship. Right. And it's such a weird thing to see them. I'm like, how am like, that's where I was like, is this show produced in a way that they're forcing like this rivalry between the two? And then you see how Murphy is and you're like, nope, Murphy actually thinks that that there's a competition. Exactly. To just exist in couples. Imagine you and I being like, I'm, I'm the power the couple. Yeah, what? <laughs> 
we're third like right. we're, we're in our thirties. Don't do this anymore. No, it's Stop. very, very strange, very cringe to watch. But yeah, it I is. think that Summer and Marissa did kind of like save the, the show. show and it ends with them spoiler alert um getting engaged and yeah. like it was very like i thought it was very tender and it's like one couple mm-hmm. who they're like we do want to be engaged we're trying to get more settled hopefully it comes to be yeah. and it does yeah. and one couple where if somebody even mentions marriage they start like almost a physical altercation on and, a boat and it, which is crazy because the other one is like hey i've been with you for six years whatever right. and she's like i want that I want to start like, a family. Like, I don't believe. The Institute of Marriage. Like, you know, when people are like, yeah. who wants to sign a piece of paper? It's like, well, your partner does. So we might, maybe you guys go figure that out. Their lack of communication literally drove me crazy. Yeah, it was hard to see. It's hard to watch. Remember when she was just bringing up the topic of marriage and, and Murph just keeps playing pool? Like, n- uninterested. Yes. Does not want to talk to her. Right. And I'm like, are you an actual fucking child? It's so crazy, too, because I think about reality show contestants and I'm like, if you're being kind of pushed into being the villain, yeah, certain things you could hi- you can really blast certain things totally. up. But because this person w- drank so much on the show, yeah, I was like, that feels like real Murphy. To it's me. authentic. Yeah. yeah, that feels like it's who so that person weird. actually is, which is weird. Yeah, I mean, I hope that this person isn't like this in real life. But watching the show, I was like, I actively cannot oh, stand and you. I mean, we kind of blew through Mac being in... I mean, those two episodes in the middle were just absolutely a total tone shift and super uh, devastating to watch. Yeah, the the show goes into the DUI aspect of it, which was very sad. The youngest girl in the group being in super unsafe positions, totaling her car, and also gives her backstory, which is like very, very traumatic but they also like just kind of wash over the fact that she was belligerently dry i mean she blew way over the legal she limit blacked out in, while driving and was driving on the opposite side she could have killed somebody 100 and they kind of just are like well that it, happened yeah and i didn't like that they didn't take it seriously if they, this was on the real world like we saw this happen early yeah. seasons of the real world where we actually follow a character go and then get into aa yeah and i'm not saying that that should or shouldn't happen. I'm just saying, take this out of this context of the show then. Yeah. I know you can't, like, that is, I guess, what happened when they were filming. But then it's like, if you're going to keep it in, you have a moral obligation to these actual people living they underplayed in your show. It. They underplayed it. And then in multiple cases, like, I remember one time she brought Dunkin' Donuts over to the um, painter's oh, house. Yeah, yeah. And then popped open a fucking Truly or yeah, something. Yes. And I was like... No, that was the same day yeah. of the DUI because she was drinking that morning. She was painting. Then they went to the park and they were like, oh, yeah, we're doing they, an activity where she's not drinking as much. Yeah. And then they went out to dinner that same day. She drank all throughout dinner. And then when they went out that night, her friends left her. She stayed out drinking. And that's when she got blacked out. Also, be a good friend. If your friend's been drinking all day, do not leave them by themselves. Yeah, you can't leave like a 22-year-old no. who's drunk... That's anyways. Yeah. I mean, I don't what the whole the reason I'm bringing it up is because it was so I think done in such a way that like we feel responsible for her as an audience member. Exactly. We're genuinely worried as an audience member. And we were shown this show as mm-hmm. titillating, mindless reality TV. Yeah. But instead, we're getting 
really toxic relationship situations and too. also yeah potentially could have you know vehicular manslaughtered somebody yeah, yeah so we're seeing like illegal acts and also we're watching somebody at i what i would say is a um what is it the lowest point before you get sober what the fuck do you call that rock bottom yes we're watching somebody's rock bottom exactly and then the show being like lol moving forward we're going to the club tonight yeah there's episode two yeah it was very like stressful to watch so i like love reality tv and i was so excited to see a bunch of lesbians acting stupid getting drunk that's all i want to see each other yes but they actually didn't really like fuck new people they were already in relationships which is actually pretty on the that's honestly it's fair it's real um but yeah it was like it was weirdly dark or did i just read this show wrong i thought it was really dark i think it was dark because we saw the dui and the aftermath was really just like cheery they they she was like yeah i got a dui and then they were like let's go to the club that night or whatever well she tried to minimize it yeah that's it's also like i've struggled a lot with like trying to figure out my own relationship with alcohol and also i'm from the midwest so almost every single person i know has a dui right and has had to deal with these situations but producers know better even if she didn't know better producers know what that means well they were shooting with her all morning. Yeah. And they saw her drunk. Exactly. And it's, they said, hey, we're at our It's a whatever. liability. Yeah. And then they're like, we're wrapping up. We're leaving. And she's going to drive home. Yeah. No, it's like you have to at some point, you're on a production and yeah. these are people that are now Your responsibility. Exactly. Too. They're like, well, there's a cr- there was a camera crew around. I'm, I'm a cast member. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. fine. They're taking care of me. They're not. And they're not. And we, it's like yeah. there are actual issues morality wise with what we're watching i think that's why we feel gross watching it yes because we're like hey i was signing up for like a good laugh and now we're watching like potentially just like very very unsafe scary shit like we're watching scary shit happen yeah and i'm just trying to laugh my gay ass off yeah so how many gloves would you give it i don't know i mean cuppy's up there I also like weirdly like Shiva and I just saw Shiva on my TikTok. Oh really? Yeah. I mean it was cringe, but yeah. I liked it. Um it ended happy. I just like would have basically deleted the first three episodes. Like fully deleted them. I agree. There was some weird shit that happened. Like I did like seeing Shiva try and get out there and meet people. Yeah. There I wanna see more of that. I wanna see more queer dating and I wanna see more queer people flourish instead of like that manipulative yeah we saw Haley stuff we saw some toxic gayness yeah i'm always much more fond of seeing like silly gayness agreed where you get to watch like dumb silly gay people be dumb silly gay people i think the cast was a little too old yeah and um a little too showy the show didn't know what it was it don't know it it, well, it should it be here. It should be in LA. If we're being real, hundred percent. Well, they did the real L word out here. Oh, I didn't know that. And I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, in you know, whatever. I think that like, how many gloves do you give? <laughs> hold it? on, it's hard to encapsulate it all. I swear for to God. the for the lack of diversity within the show. Yeah, for the lack of like, for everything it wasn't, and for also it being too much. Mm-hmm. Two gloves? 1.7. Okay. I'm going to give it two. Because it was mindless. Pretty mindless. I don't know. I feel stressed. I felt... You know what? Yeah. I feel mindful. 
I had to really take a look at myself. I, I would, cause I've also I seen give it too. Cause it's entertaining. I have to say it is entertaining. And I did learn a lot about Florida. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I feel like this show. Yeah. I've seen different iter- like iterations of the like toxicness in myself yeah. through almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Even like that girl coming out to her grandparents sure. through a letter and then being like, oh my God. I shouldn't have. I can't wait. And it's going to be too long before snail mail to arrive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I think, but all, but also in the worst ways. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like fun for me to watch. So that's why it's getting a 1.7. Yeah. Do it again and we will do it right. Um, we were also going to review sex lives of college girls, but we're going to push that to next episode, which will come out in two weeks. Yes. Uh, this is new on HBO max. You Uh and I have watched episode one and two. Yep. Yeah. I can't wait to talk (laughs) about it. Let's just say I've got a lot to say. I got a lot of thoughts about it. Yeah. And also, and Mindy, is she you? Yeah. Honestly, Mindy Kaling, uh, did write and create it. And there is, there is a lesbian character that is. Me? It is. This character is Mackenzie Goodwin, and it hit me like a ton of bricks right after this character comes out. And then I'm like, why is she acting like that? And I was like, oh my God, it's Mackenzie. She's so closed off. So She's emotionally so distant, yeah. and then also just like when needing to top. When her friends said that, I was like, oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I was like, also like middle. Pl- like middle part straight yeah. blonde hair except that you know what things that they do don't make sense it doesn't track because it's straight people writing for gay right, people and we'll get into we'll get it we'll get into it but, but that will be exciting. coming in the next episode um we want to say once again happy thanksgiving thank you so much for listening to this podcast thank you for being gay thank you for interacting with us if yeah. you have any more queer of the weeks if you have inquiries if you have bumble fumbles this is a great time of the year for bumble fumbles it sure is also um if you ha- if you're looking for a holiday gift Rachel and I drew a <laughs> holiday coloring, coloring book. book last year, and it is still available on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, I think. Yeah, check it um, out. We'll put the link in this show description. Also, it is my three-year anniversary on Saturday. Oh my God! Congratulations! Thank you to us. To us. <laughs> LOL. God, I love you so much. Happy holidays, y'all. I'm Rachel Scanlon. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. Go to something gay today. <laughs>